It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. The Orlando Magic are coming to the end of this homestand. Just two games remaining. We're going to look at some of the areas where they've improved defensively, the bigger picture of what this homestand may ultimately mean, and take a look at the Charlotte Hornets. It's time for today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 14th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat a little bit about the team's defense. We're going to dive into an area where the magic have been surprisingly very good um, and, and, and something that's been underpinning the team's two-game defensive renaissance. We'll get into a little bit of that, where the Magic have made some gains throughout this homestand, and why this homestand is so important, and why continuing to build off this momentum is going to be critical as the Magic look ahead to a much more difficult schedule ahead. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter... Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. When, when the season began... I think most of us believe that this team was built to be good defensively. That this team was meant to be a, a, a group that was going to be strong on the defensive, using their length, their size, 
the, the, the philosophy from Jamal Mosley. This team was built to be a good defensive team. Um, but as we're seeing around the league, A, defense is really hard with how skilled the offensive players in this league are, and B, it's always a process to get better defensively. Yes, the Magic had a strong finish this season last year defensively, uh, and there's a lot there that the team hoped to build on, but everything for this team, everything for this franchise, still starts with those basics and with those building blocks that the team is trying to trying trying to, to, to bring up and build up. Um, it's been easy. The Magic still rank, I think, 19th in the league in defensive rating. They're, they're not much to write home about so far this season. But... This team wants to have pride in the defensive end. And so the loss to the Houston Rockets last Monday, the players would say that themselves. Uh, They felt that they did not play their best in that game on Monday, that they can do a lot better. And it kind of sparked them and refocused them as as bad games tend to do with any team, even even young teams. Over the last two games against the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, the Magic have been much more focused on the defensive end. They've much been much more in tune. They've been much more locked in. Defense can be all about scheme, all it wants to be, but it is still about effort and communication. It's about being on the same page. It's about helping. It's about being comfortable and having trust in each other and yourself as much as anything else. And the Magic appear to have been developing that. They held both the Mavericks and the Suns under 100 points. They kept both Luka Doncic and Devin Booker in check, well below their season averages. Just look at what Luka's done outside of that game against the Magic. Uh, and they have a lot of reasons for this. Um, Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinels been doing did a deep dive into Chuma Okeke and his work on the defensive end. There's definitely something to that, as he had the primary defensive responsibility on both Doncic and Booker until the Magic got into their switching schemes. Um, but in reality, too, the Magic have just been switching a lot better. Um, you know, you watch how the team is switching and defending. There's a lot more intensity. There's a lot more purpose. You can tell they're on the same page. If I've had a complaint about the Magic's defense, it's just been that it, it never really feels like Orlando has been on the same page or their communication has not been quite on point. So the Magic then have taken that little bit of a step. They have done something that they could, that they built on and that they've gotten better with. And that's a credit to them and the work that they've done. But there has been something that's been underlying, this, underlying the team the whole way through. And it deserves a little bit of credit and a little bit of recognition. The Magic have also been one of the best rebounding teams in the league. The Magic are currently 7th in the league in uh, defensive rebound rate, grabbing 73.7% percent of available defensive rebounds. Now, this is typically uh, a pretty weak number, but offensive rebounds around the league are up. If I have seen complaints about the Magic, it's that they've given up offensive rebounds, and it's true. I think they have given up a lot of offensive rebounds and a lot of offensive rebounds at inopportune times. But overall, the Magic are doing a good job rebounding the basketball, and more importantly than that, they aren't giving up a ton of second-chance points. Now, giving up offensive rebounds is a bit of a byproduct of switching so much. Wendell Carter, the team's top rebounder at 9.5 rebounds per game, is often drawn away from the basket to guard whoever he switched on to. It takes a true team effort to rebound, and I think that's something this Magic team 
has started to learn. The Magic are giving up just 12.3 second chance points per game. That is fourth in the league. They've put themselves in a, they do a good job recovering even when they give up offensive rebounds, making it harder for other teams to score on them. In fact, the team's worst rebounding games are the Magic's worst games. The Knicks, the Cavs, and I believe the Pistons, and the Rockets were the Magic's worst rebounding games. The loss of the Pistons is certainly in there as well. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds in that game to Jalen Duran, a couple of key ones in the fourth quarter. But overall, the Magic are rebounding really, really well. And this, of course, bodes well. This is something that can be consistent. This is something that does mean that when Orlando forces a shot or gets an opportunity to get a rebound, three out of four times they're going to get it. And that's going to mean ending a possession. That's going to mean uh, successfully putting themselves in the position to win. That's all that the Magic can ask for. That's all the Magic can do uh, in these situations. In reality, this is a part of the defensive puzzle for sure. Finishing off possessions is really, really important. And it's something the Magic have done fairly consistently throughout the course of the season. And so that undercurrent has kept the Magic afloat and, and given the Magic a chance to get to, to, to get their defense right. So that when they started having games like they've had the last two outings against Dallas and Phoenix, they don't lose the ship. They don't lose what's making them successful. Or they don't let what they're doing right get hidden by something they're doing massively wrong. Now, this does not mean that the Magic don't still have a lot of work to do. This doesn't mean that the Magic aren't still needing to be better rotate, uh, fanning out to three-point line, chasing shooters off the line, switching and talking and being more aggressive and physical and getting into, the bo- getting into bodies. A big reason why the Magic are so bad defensively is the number of turnovers they have. They're 29th in the league in turnover rate. I believe they're 28th or 29th in points off turnovers per game allowed. Cut down the turnovers and your defensive numbers are going to look a lot better. Everything is connected in that way. But the Magic's rebounding is something the team can be proud of and is something they can hang their hat on and something that they should be able to rely on as a sign that, hey, we're going to get the defense right. We're going to put ourselves in a position to rebound and be a better defensive team. That's really something that came through. That's really come through this whole season. Is that the Magic's ability to rebound, the Magic's ability to attack the glass is something that can keep this team afloat. Of course, they've needed the results and and it's not just that. That's going to help the Magic get where they want to go. We're going to recap and re- and talk again about something that I talked about in our episode over the weekend, talking a little bit about the confirmation and belief the Magic are slowly getting. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. But first, a-, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
as we all know, LinkedIn is the is one of the largest professional network uh, social networks out there. It seems like everybody has a LinkedIn. So whether you're looking to get a job and finding connections in the industry you want to work in, or looking to hire, LinkedIn is the place to go to find the right people for the job. All you have to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame, hashtag hiring frame, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening up questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So finish the year strong, find the right person to complete your team and get you ready for 2023. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories of sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this on Friday and, and Saturday's episode of Locked on Magic following the Magic's 114-97 victory over the Phoenix Suns. You can hear me go uh, into more detail uh, on that game in our archives on our previous episode, but I, I want to kind of run back for our non-weekend crew here. I, w- I want to run back this thought that, that I've been kind of sitting on all, all weekend long and, and, and why the games against Dallas, the games against Phoenix are, are so important. Um... It really speaks to larger themes that we've been talking about throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, we've 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 used the language of the coaching staff and of the team to say this team is trying to level up and and and, and figuring out what that means. But leveling up is not just this response to to a bad game, a couple bad games, and, and, and finding that focus and, and that will and determination to, to pick up very meaningful wins and very impressive wins at that against Dallas and Phoenix. Um, it is certainly part, part of that, and, and the Magic deserve a lot of credit for, do, for doing the job, for picking up those wins, for responding to uh, those 
crushing defeats, those frustrating games the way that they have. It shows that they are beginning to understand it and beginning to learn it. Um, obviously, I think the big test is tonight, Monday night, against the Charlotte Hornets, a team that is struggling a ton, that does not have the marquee names that Phoenix and Dallas have. Bringing that same focus to a game like tonight against Charlotte is going to be a much bigger challenge, a much different challenge, and one that I'm very eager to see how this team faces up. But nevertheless, it's important that the Magic experience success here in the early part of the season. Um, It's important that the Magic find these little pockets and sustain these little pockets of really good play. Um, Because it's, it's not just about having the feeling of success. Um, it's it's not just about understanding and knowing what this feels like to win games and to, to feel that energy. That's important. That's a reference point for this team. It's a confirmation of belief. Um, it, it's a phrase that I'm, I've been saying a lot over the past couple days. Um, these wins are confirmation of belief. If there's one thing that we could say about this Magic team, it, it, it's that they are bought into what Coach Mosley is trying to preach. You could say all you want about the rotation decisions and the lineups and and, and the way Mosley's approached these games from a tactical standpoint, but these guys are bought in. They want to make this work. They're fighting and striving to make this work. And it's it's really easy to be bought in early in the season um, because, you know, there's no other way. It's everything, anything is possible, and so you're willing to try anything. But as losses begin to pile up, especially for young teams, as losses begin to pile up, it can be easy to break. You know, we've we've seen it here in Orlando over the last decade, how when the losses build up, the team loses any semblance of the identity they tried to build in training camp. It's hard. It's hard to see the forest for the trees. It's hard to see the bigger picture. It's hard to see what this group will become when you don't experience the success and the results that come in the short term. You need you need a cookie sometimes. Let's 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 be real. You need you need you need that sugar rush. You need that understanding of okay, this is what it's going to feel like the entire way through. Or it eventually will. And and to me that's what this homestand has had a chance to represent. We've seen this team at its absolute best. The Golden State game was a sign of the team's tremendous fight. The first half against Sacramento was a sign of the team's ability to break teams down. And and, and again, Phoenix, the second half against Phoenix was probably the best half of basketball the Magic have played. Um, eh, First half of Charlotte was pretty good too, I guess. And and first half of Sacramento was really good. Um, First half of Detroit was pretty good. You know, we're, we're seeing the team put together really good halves and struggle to back it up. And so having a pretty consistent even effort against Dallas and then another consistent even effort against Phoenix all going and pointing in the right direction, that's confirmation that what this team is doing can work. That's confirmation that what this team is doing can succeed. And that is vitally important for a young team to see and feel that confirmation. 
This team has faith and belief in what they're trying to build and what they're trying to do. If anything, I spend more time convincing fans that, hey, give it some time. Give Let the process play out. Let this team make some mistakes and get better and grow. That's the only way this group's going to get better. If anything, I, I try to make those arguments for people much more than anything else. The team certainly feels that way. But I, I agree with fans who are frustrated with the team's record by saying that, yeah, the team should be doing better record-wise, and while results aren't the final judge of the season, results should and do matter. And we can't ignore that. And so seeing the team play the way that they're meant to play and get the wins, it's us seeing this team finally pull all the threads and all the pieces together. It's us finally seeing this team level up and take those important next steps. It's obviously going to be a process. As good as these last two games are, they are just two games out of, what, 12 or 13 that we played so far? They're just two games. It still has to be about building consistency. It still has to be about finding that level. And having that level be, yes, higher than it was before. It's still all about all the things that we've talked about. But the important thing is now, we, the team, everyone, has proof they can do it. And to me, that's empowering for a young team. To me, that should show a young team, okay, we can do it. And having that little bit of confidence is really big. And to have it this early in the season when there's still so much more to play for is even bigger. Of course, now we have to see what this team does with it. What this team does with it when they get hit a little bit, when they are back on a losing streak, which is going to happen. Do not panic when the Magic have another losing streak. It's about learning how to stop and slow losing streaks, find some wins while you're figuring things out and and all that. This team's playing well and should expect to win games right now. How long that will last, who's to say? They haven't been on the road for a while. We're going to see what they look like on the road again where they've struggled this year. You know, I don't think they have a road win yet this year. The Magic are obviously still taking steps and trying to get better. But now they know exactly what they have to do to do that. And that's what these last two games represent. Again, it's confirmation of belief. It's that faith being rewarded. It's proof of concept of what they're doing. And now it's about turning it into something concrete. We're going to talk a little about the Charlotte Hornets and what to expect from tonight's game against them. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net, including uh, where Kyrie Irving might land in a trade, where Kevin Durant might land in a trade, Paolo Bancaro's Rookie of the Year odds, constantly updated, and plenty more. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the f- 
Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. The Orlando Magic are back in action tonight against the Charlotte Hornets as they get play game six of their seven-game homestand. It's almost over, folks. Magic will be back on the road very, very soon. I'll be at Wednesday's game against the Timberwolves um, to close out that homestand, but this is a, this is a really going to be an interesting game for the Orlando Magic. Like I said, um, it is... Easy to get up for the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Those are two of the elite teams in the Western Conference over the last few years. They've got superstar players in Luka Doncic and Devin Booker. They require your focus. What is not easy is to get up for teams like the Charlotte Hornets. Um, The Charlotte Hornets have, frankly, been playing as one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, As bad as the Magic, if not worse, the Magic beat them up for their first win of the season. It was a 20-point win, I think, but it was much more than that. It was a 30, you know, the Magic were up by 30 at one point, and it was really, really bad. The Hornets did get LaMelo Ball back into their lineup after missing the first couple weeks of the season with a sprained ankle. Um, on Saturday, that didn't seem to help them. They lost 132-117 to 117 to the Miami Heat. Um, this is a game that, while the Hornets present... An interesting challenge. They've obviously, they're obviously a Steve Clifford coach team, so you know they're you know they're going to do certain things pretty well. Um, but this is a game that, in my opinion, requires the utmost attention from the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this after the Golden State win. Um, you know, you can go back and look at the comment section uh, on the YouTube page um, after the Magic beat the Golden State Warriors. Uh, a lot of there were multiple comments there that said. It would be very Orlando Magic for this team to beat the Golden State Warriors and then lose to the Sacramento Kings. Um, I, I would say that to, the, to that, um, over the last since that game against the Magic, Sacramento Kings are winning a lot of games. They are now six and six after they beat the Warriors, um, losing to the Kings on a buzzer beater in overtime. Not looking like the worst loss in the world. Um, so again, the point is taken though. The, you know, the, it's less about the opponent, and I'm not. Offending the Kings, Locked On Kings is a great podcast. Go check that out. Um, I'm not here to offend the Kings, but that's the perception at least. The point is taken, though. Coming off of two big games against two uh, pretty good po- opponents, two elite opponents, 
to face the Charlotte Hornets, this is the test of a play-in team, of a playoff team. Can you maintain your focus uh, and your attention to detail when the margin for error is a little bit bigger, is a little bit wider, when you can make some mistakes, when the opponent doesn't have that one guy you need to lock into? I'll say this. The Charlotte Hornets are still a dangerous enough team that if the Magic are not focusing, they'll get nipped in the bud just like the Houston Rockets did to them last Monday. If the Magic come out lackadaisical defensively, LaMelo Ball is going to carve them up. He is going to be better in this game. He had eight, uh, 17 points, um, really struggled to shoot, but had 17 points, uh, six rebounds, six assists, I believe, against the Miami Heat. He is going to get some numbers. He is still very, very capable, and he's going to be better in this game than he was in his first game back uh, in his first game of the season on Saturday. So Orlando's going to have to be on point. They're, they have to keep their head on a swivel. They have to have active hands. They got to make it tough for him to get in the lane and to make passes. For the last couple games, it's been Chuma Okeke getting the made, getting the big defensive responsibility. In this game, it's going to be Jalen Suggs, and Jalen Suggs is going to have to be up to the task. Um, I think. Uh, to slow down LaMelo Ball and really cut the head off the snake of this offense. Having said that, Charlotte is still more than capable of hitting threes and getting hot, just like Houston did. So again, Orlando has to be on point at all phases to really kind of take command of this game in the way that I think we're all hoping they should, they can and they should. Um, Paolo Bancaro did go through practice for the Orlando Magic on Saturday. He is listed as questionable. Jamal Mosley said Saturday he's a game-time decision. So, Getting Paolo Bancaro back would give the Magic quite the offensive boost. Um, you know, again, is it a boost to, to hang tough with this team or, or keep up with this team, or is this a boost that gives them the offense that to lay the hammer down? That those are the real questions that we're not going to be able to answer till this game gets going. If Orlando plays the kind of defense that they played the last two nights, they're going to win this game. If they turn the ball over a ton, they're going to be in trouble. So again, I say this. Again, this is not to offend our friends from the Hornets and and our friends at Locked On Hornets. This game is about the Magic and their ability to execute on both ends. If the Magic execute their defense, if they communicate well, if they're active with their hands, they're going to give themselves a really good chance to win. If the Magic limit turnovers and, yeah, make make some shots, you know, they've kind of proven that they don't have to make a ton of threes. Um, They have to make enough to keep the defense honest. They have to get to the foul line. They have to get to the rim. If they do all that stuff, they will have they, they they have a good chance of winning, and I think the Magic are probably more capable of doing the things that they're good at than Charlotte is capable of doing the things that they're good at. Because Charlotte is frankly still trying to figure out what they're good at. The Mellow Ball is the big wild card here. Probably still the best player on the floor. He's going to be better this game because it's a second game back. Um, so again, it'll be an interesting challenge for the Orlando Magic. Tip off is at 7 p.m. at the Amway Center as Orlando plays the penultimate game of this seven-game homestand. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the, list, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Be sure to check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast as well as Locked on NBA and the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network for your next listen. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Frostman. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.